0: Hey everybody, welcome to Life Talk Radio for another edition part two of the Man behind the badge with Mark Harold. Mark is running for the Otaga County Sheriff's office, which the election is May the 24th, which is coming up just in a few weeks. Mark, how are you doing? I'm doing great, David. how are you? God, doing good. Um, you know it, it's been it's been a couple of weeks since we last talked. Uh, it's coming down to the uh, what I call the fourth quarter. You have a couple of more weeks. Um, for our listeners that are listening and, and they were sharing the podcast, um, what just run with it, brother. I mean, you, you got so much going on. Uh, May's such a busy month. Um, tell the audience, man, what what you got going on.
1: I, I'm very very excited. Everything's been going really really good um i think i'm making a positive impact out there um you know and that's what i want to do i want to run a a positive campaign and i I think it's going really really good i I mean i don't know how many people actually viewed the last podcast but i I hear that it, it went over quite well i know it was a little long but uh I think I got a lot of information out that was beneficial for everybody to understand me and the person that's uh, running for sheriff, you know. And uh, I, I think it was just a, a great thing. And uh, man, it's, this month has been just wide open. I think this is the month that everybody really pays attention to politics right before the, the you know, the primary election and stuff like that. And uh, yes, sir, it's, got, yes. it's got me running all over the county. Um, there's several events that are coming up. We got city fest. I'll be out there. So, um, I hope that people actually come out there and want to come by and, uh, and, and actually talk to me. Uh, I mean, I'd love to get to meet the ones that I haven't gotten to meet. Um, so that's going to be a big event. Um, we also got the, uh, forum coming up for the governors, um, which is, I think it's May 11th
0: yes center.
1: so uh i'm looking forward to that that's that's a pause. so if you're not able to make uh city fest try to make it out there that form i'll have a booth set up there please come by and talk to me um i'm running every day um right. as you know i i try to talk to you every once in a while to let you know what's going on but um every day i'm getting calls from people and i'm running here and there and trying to talk to people and trying yes. to gain their vote. You know, um, you know, this is a tall county. I think we've all got a stake in this and, you know, I, I sure do. I've got kids and I want to keep my kids safe. And I think the the way of doing it is voting for me. Um, so I can, I can actually secure the county the way it should be, the way I think it should be, the way I've done it for, over 22 years in law enforcement, um, you know, working for the private police department, the greatest city, greatest police department in the state of Alabama, in my opinion. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to to getting to meet more people.
0: So, uh, yeah, yes, sir. That, that was one of the biggest reasons, Mark, that I wanted to do these podcasts, because if anybody that, that knows me knows that You know, there's a difference between being a politician and being real. And we need more real mentors and men and even women to stand up now, not only for your city, your county, your state in this country. And it takes everybody, because if you're not careful, people will just kind of be reactive and they're not really proactive. And then people just complain, you know, uh, they'll get on social media and complain. But yet when I say, Hey, well, did you go vote or, Hey, well, if you're going to complain about it, have you gone and signed up at a police academy? Or if you're going to complain about politics and stuff, well, have you gotten your name in the race or something, you know, uh, and it takes that leadership. And that's why I wanted to get everybody on a personal level with you, because I feel like for people that run for office, if the community and the people know and understand and have a um, more of a human touch, not just watching a commercial or a um, looking at a sign and go, that's a cool sign. I'm going to vote for him. Well, what does the platform stand for? That's oh, right. I know he just had a good commercial. You know, politics in Alabama is kind of like that. And the biggest thing for me is for whether it's the sheriff or the governor or whatever, be on a personal level with the people because it's still we, the people of the United States, and they're voting and entrusting, and and, and you, hopefully that when things come out May twenty fourth, and you're elected the sheriff of Otago County, you're going to see change, and that's what I've been trying to promote, and it's it's you know it's time it's it's time for leadership to step up, but not only that it's something that we talked about earlier today mark about mentorship doing for others and especially our future and anybody that also knows me knows me that i will do anything for kids our children are the future Um, that's right and you do so much mark (laughs) well i mean it's
1: nothing that you know i'm not a politician and and i'm a law enforcement officer and you know and you know getting back to the sign thing you put out all the signs you want to and stuff like that and, you know, it's getting those people out to vote, the young people out to vote. Um, You know, that's what that's why, uh, you know, a lot of us make decisions and, and join the military is to 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 defend the, you know, the Constitution and our rights to vote and stuff like that. Yeah. Um So, I mean, if you're not out there actually, you know, doing your research on candidates and stuff like that and finding out who you're voting for i mean there's there's access to the you know secretary of state's office where we file our reports and stuff i encourage you to go there and you know do your research you know find out where the money's coming in to these different campaigns and stuff not only in the sheriff's race which uh i think you'd find some interesting things in there but uh also You know, for your governors and your your state houses and, you know, your DAs, your judges and stuff like that. Find out where the money's coming from. Find out if those people are are getting money from people that you, that that follow along what your family values and your morals are. And that's on the Secretary of State's website. You know, talk to people, talk to people that know the candidates, know the candidates well. um, You know, like in my field, talk to law enforcement officers. Uh, I think I said in the last podcast, I don't encourage you to talk to deputies and stuff like that. They have a sheriff at this time and I respect that sheriff. So, but, yeah. you know, talk to the law enforcement officers awesome. throughout, the, throughout the central Alabama. And, uh, I mean, I've worked with a lot of these guys and, and they know me, they know my character. They know that I do right. I mean, 22 years in law enforcement, um, I've never pitched a fit and quit uh, a law enforcement my law enforcement job just because I didn't get my way. Um, you got, you got to be able to uh, take pride in what you do. Um, and And that's what I've done for 22 years, take pride in what I do and wanting to see my guys go home every day to their families and stuff. And, I, that's what I want to continue with the sheriff's department. I'm, I'm coming to my end of my career uh, with the private police department um, and, and sheriff's department after seeing what was going on over there and, you know, the, the risk is that, that, you know, the deputy was putting in my kids at risk being out here on the road out here uh, using marijuana is what really struck me and, it really yes. got me focused on what I wanted to do out here. And another thing is that I want to let everybody know that this month is, uh, you know, foster uh, yeah. awareness month. Um, this is something I've done for me and my wife's done for years. Um, it's near and dear to my heart. Um, there's many kids in Otaga County that need, uh, need foster parents. And, uh, you know, and, I encourage people to get out, uh, you know, look into the foster care aspect of it. It's, it's tough. It's a hard, it's a hard thing to do, but you got to be a strong person to do it. And I encourage people to get out there get involved with foster care where, whether it's, uh, you know, getting these kids book bags. So when they go to pick up kids from bad situations and take them to a foster parent, that they're not loading their, you know their kids stuff into a garbage bag and send them to a house like a piece of trash or something like that um I, I, i'm a foster parent i'm also an adopted parent and uh man i just encourage you to get out there and and and, and look at ways that you can help out as far as uh, fostering adopting something like that there's many ways to help out you know dhr and you know yeah helping these kids out because we got a lot of them here in Otago County and throughout Central Alabama and you know I've ha- I've had kids for a day, I've had kids for a couple hours, I've had kids for weeks, we've had kids for months and um, I got kids that, that I wound up adopting so I encourage people to get out there and do that. I mean
0: and and Mark we we need, you're right. We need more families not only in Otago County but central Alabama and even the United States to step up to the plate to foster these young kids and it's going to take everybody it's going to take every nonprofit every organization every municipality and agency to work together to find uh f- foster care for these kids and me and my wife have even talked about it and we're actually going through some of the first steps to do it ourselves because it's kind of like if i'm going to preach this about kids the safety of kids and even the trafficking and, and the awareness and teaching parents well i, I want to do it too i want to be able to open my home up for somebody that needs it
1: um, yeah you might you might run into a kid like we've you know i'm not going to say that this has happened with the kids that come through my house but yes uh, uh you know a uh, a safe place to stay for an hour or a night or a week or a month or something like that means a whole lot to these kids, you know, and these ain't perfect. These are not going to be perfect kids and stuff. They're going to have, I mean, look at me, I'm a law enforcement officer right? and I have to go to work every day and you get these kids in and uh, then I have to go back there and put on my uniform and uh, walk through the living room with these kids that are staying at our house that hasn't seen me in a uniform and, and, it, and it freaks them out because, uh, you know, one of the last people they seen was uh, probably a police officer coming through their house, uh, taking them away from their mom and daddy and uh, taking them out of a bad situation. So, you know, um, it's tough. You know, and, uh, Psalms 82, 3 through 4 says, defend the weak and the fatherless, uh, defend the afflicted and the needy. Deliver the poor and the needy and rid them out of the hand of the wicked. And, and, you know, that's what, you know, that's near and dear to my heart. And that's what we try to do. Um, and, and it goes back. I mean, it's not only, you know, it takes a, a whole community to raise kids and stuff. Yeah. And we see we see so many of these, these kids out now today that are, are doing so much wrong, getting into drugs and stuff like that. And no, we'll never stop it. It's just a, it's a never-ending cycle. And if we can be part of these kids' life for, like I said, for an hour, an evening, or a day, or something like that, that's that's something that we need to do as a community here in Ontela County. And something I would like to bring to the Tall County Sheriff's Department is is hosting, you know, events for these kids and show and show that they're not, you know, they're not the ones that uh, that want
0: to be you know we can't forget about these kids absolutely um absolutely and then you know what do you think if the first thing that they see and they have whether it comes to law enforcement and it's whether it's uh from a juvenile delinquent to mental health to uh a kid that's homeless or uh, been abused and the first thing that they resonate with with law enforcement is something negative do you feel like Um, right now in America and where everything's going, do our law officers not have enough training when it comes to those aspects of of the law part? Do you think that's why, uh, even with a mentorship, do you think we're not doing enough mentorship with law enforcement? Uh, Of course, I know we have community policing, but that's only few and far between with different departments, but across the board in law enforcement and your, your years of experience, and, and being out in the streets, is it a training factor or do we need to look at something else to help these kids? Well,
1: training's always the, the backbone to any of these young officers that are out here and stuff. Uh, you know, nowadays, and me included, I'm raising a, uh, a 25-year-old basically young police officer, young man. Um, and, and, it goes for my other son also too, that that they, they grow up by, you know, having a phone in their hand and interacting people through text and all these social media platforms and stuff like that. We got to get the, the back to -to face-to-face talking to somebody, um, you know, being able to communicate to somebody. Um, so training is training is uh, you know something that needs to be brought to every department, including the you know the Todd County Sheriff's Department. We got to we got to get back to you know a lot of problems can be solved with a, a, a leader sitting on the front porch talking to somebody and finding out what's going on in that community and stuff. Uh, and, and, and that's what I want to get back to. I want to get back to people knowing who I am and being able to go to their house and being able to solve problems for that community. Um, and, and knowing that my deputies can be out there and be able to treat people fair, you know, to establish a, a relationship with a community, you, you got to always show, you know, respect for people and mm-hmm. fairness. and It doesn't matter, you know, where you come from, what neighborhood you're from, what color, you know, you know a lot of you know a lot of it is not you know it's you know people always bring up the the racial issue and stuff like that it's not always about the the skin it's about the you know the sin the sin that people's got in them and and you know in their heart so you, know, you, you got to get back to treating people fair and uh you know you know whether it's racial generational or their gender um you know being a leader starts with the one in charge and uh and getting out of the getting out of the office and getting out amongst the community and stuff like that you can yes. have the you can have the, the the community relations unit and stuff like that and that, that looks good and as long as you got good officers in there that are doing the right thing you know, it, it works wonders um but also you got Every officer needs to be a community relations officer, correct. And you, you got to be able to talk to people and and knowing how to deal with people, knowing how to get, deal with these young kids and stuff like that. And
0: well, and, Mark, don't that go back to listening skills? Absolutely. Being being able to listen to the problem, and you know, you take that information, process it, and then you're fixing it. You know, because. To me, law enforcement officers pick, are the mentor.
1: Yeah, you got to make sure that when you, as a law enforcement officer, you know, and I see it so much that it happens. You see the videos on, on Facebook and these, you know, about the bad things that the police officers do, and you never see the good things, but you got to make sure that, you Know once you go to a scene and there's a victim there that, um, that you're not re-, re you know victimizing these you know these people that are you know had something happen to them,
0: yeah, and, you know, and the trauma
1: and the trauma that they go through and <laughs> stuff, you got to have some kind of heart, some kind of understanding, and stuff like that. Uh, you,
0: you Well, with saying that, Mark, do you feel like a lot of our officers and departments, you know, there's tons of extra resources when it comes to trauma, mental health, and these calls that a lot of our officers go on. Do you feel like these officers and the departments are not utilizing these different organizations and nonprofits to their advantage because they just don't know or they're just trying to fix everything and go about their business?
1: yeah i mean our department is different um i I think i said this before i mean Mm -hmm. uh, i work for a, a really great department that helps us out with a lot of stuff you know it's there it's there for us if we need it sometimes when we don't need it or don't want it but uh you you got to have an avenue for these guys to be able to vent and you mm-hmm. gotta have good. You gotta have good leaders, not only as a as a sheriff. You gotta have people up under you that that you put in charge of these different units and stuff for these guys to be able to vent to. Um, and I, I, mean, I you, they gotta have a place that they can come to somebody and, and vent about something they don't agree with, mm-hmm.
0: um, or something that's-,
1: that's happened to them. And, you know, sometimes, man, you just got to let these guys get off in a corner somewhere and, and handle their emotions. You know, the way that they they want to, whether they're crying or yes. they're upset or something like that. You know, you can't. This, we live in a tough world out we here. We do, and, and uh, you know, police officers are humans too, and uh, we we got to be able to vent and let let our emotions out and stuff.
0: Yes, sir. That's why peer support is such an important uh, avenue in every law enforcement agency across America. I truly believe in peer support. I truly believe in letting these officers bent and also not holding it against them. And I've heard of cases that that's happened. And that goes back to not so good leadership, because no matter what, if you have an officer that's having problems, whether it's with the family are, are tall, you should be able to have leadership that wants these officers to come to them and vent and, and, and be able as a leader to fix their problem, to be able to get them the resources they need to keep them um, kind of out of harm's way but also to give them the self um, of, of knowing that, hey, I can come to my leadership and my peer support groups with problems and it makes me a better man, a father, and an officer.
1: Yeah, you you do not want to take this stuff home to your families. No. Um, You know, 22 years of law enforcement, I've missed a lot of ball games and uh, awards, banquets, and, you know, things that my kids do because I I chose a career that I did, but you don't want to – you don't want that officer going home, and you know, after seeing a bad wreck or seeing an abused kid or somebody shot or killed, and uh, taking that that burden home with them, mm-hmm. um, because the worst the, the the worst thing you can do is is put that on your family or distance yourself from your family. Um, you know, you you got it's, to have. You, you, it goes back to having a, a you know. I got a great wife and mm-hmm. you know, she understands a lot of aspects of what, you know, she's been around it for so long um, and her job. And, and you got to have, you got to have a good wife or, or companion at the house or wife, girlfriend or whoever that you can, you can uh, be able to talk to. You might not be able to tell them everything yeah, that tell. happened, but you got to be able to do that, have that release. And, and a lot of, you know, a lot of our wives, law enforcement wives, and it goes for firefighters, I assume too. And yeah, anybody in the first responder field, um, you, you got to be able to, to, to release a little bit of it without those emotions coming out in the wrong way. And, uh, I mean, I've been very blessed and fortunate having a wife that I do. And, uh, and and having the kids that I I I have too that you know understand when when daddy comes home and he uh, he's upset because of something that he's seen or or something that happened on shift and stuff like that. But that also goes back to just what you said earlier. You got to have leadership and stuff that when these guys vent about you know if I was a sheriff, something that they didn't agree with that I, that I implemented. But knowing that we can drive on and, and continue to do our job and stuff like that, I'll never be perfect. Nobody's ever going to be perfect as a sheriff or and me as a lieutenant over a shift or anything like that. I'll never be perfect. But any, any decision I make, you'll understand the decision and the reason I came to that decision and stuff. Um, and and that's, that's what you hope for. You hope the guys understand where you came up with that And, uh, it it goes back to allowing them to be able to vent and, uh, drive on to the next day and do
0: their job. Yeah. Because if you don't, and you don't have that peer support, and it sounds like to me that you you'll have an open door policy to where that you can be able to, if I have a problem, I'll be able to come to you without any repercussions or, you know, um, and that does happen a lot. I see it in every business, not just law enforcement. Um, but it also seems like you're kind of like me, you're, you're, you're going to be 24 hours, seven days a week, hands on, because I make a joke about the things that I do of how I don't take off days. I'm never off 24 seven. I'm available, you know, uh, and I really mean that where it comes to uh, helping people with suicide, uh, needing a ride home instead of drinking and driving. Uh, even even to the trafficking stuff that we do and child safety and just helping some of these other departments. I'm, I never take off, and I like to be able to help others when they're in need, just like you setting you, yourself up and your platform and, and the way that you are a leader for that shares department. Um, am I kind of right with that? I mean, you, you, you want to be 24-7?
1: I, I will be 24-7, you know, and, and, you know, it's not to call me up in the middle of the night because a lieutenant <laughs> or something uh, didn't let you yeah. go, go to eat for 45 minutes. Or yes, something correct. Like that, you know, but I'm, I, I will be there for those those guys and girls of the sheriff's department, yeah. and, you know, whenever they need me or, or their family needs me, I, yes. I hope, I'm, hope I'm available for them. Um, You say an open door policy. I hope that, you know, I'm not sitting in the office all the time. I'm hoping that uh, I'm (laughs) able to get out into the community and they have my telephone number and they can call me up. And, you know, and and it's just like in in the police department or sheriff's department being quasi military, you know, set up. You know, I, I expect the people to, to go through their chain of command and I, and I expect their chain of command to respect, you know, that they couldn't get the answer that they wanted from their lieutenant, their sergeant or something like that. So we can solve a problem. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: You know, I, I, I expect them to do that, to go through their chain of command and have enough respect for their chain of command before what? it gets to me, you know.
0: Well, let me ask you something about that. Mm -hmm. Mark, do you feel like, and and, and not talking about the department that you're at, but just in general, because I have a whole different outlook about the chain of command. Do you feel like the people that are in these positions of chain of command are, are just there to be there, that there's a lot of mistakes and a lot of problems from when you go from the bottom going up to the top? Is it is it a training problem, a leadership problem, or a communication problem where you're not communicating and you're not listening?
1: Well, you got to have good leaders, and that's that's the main thing. A lot of a lot of problems can be solved at a at a you know a corporal level, a, a mm-hmm. sergeant level, or a lieutenant's level before it even gets to a, a you know a captain or a or a sheriff or, or a chief or something like yes. that a lot of problems that these guys go through can be solved at that lower level. And that's, that's giving them the leadership training. Um, I mean, leadership is not something that you get a title and you're automatically a leader. Um, you, you got to work at it. It's, it's a struggle every day. Um, it's a battle every day dealing with these guys and these Very girls rough. out here uh, to make sure that you're doing one by policy that's set up through the department. Um, What's morally right to do? You know, you got to have your morals set and then check too. And uh, you're not just picking on somebody just because uh, they're having a bad day and they got smart with you and you're holding that grudge for the last month or so. Um, You got to be able to, to lead uh, discipline and move on if, yes. if you if you continue to hold grudges and you know you you don't promote somebody because uh, they made you mad or they just didn't handle a situation or something like that at that moment the way that you thought it should be handled uh, that's not leadership that's just that's that's just not I mean you just can't do that.
0: No, no. And and I see a lot of that. But let me ask you something with what is one of the biggest problems that you're seeing right now just in law enforcement itself? Something that you you can fix that if you if you become sheriff of Otago County, what is it that you could go and really do for the people of Otago County?
1: well i'm i'm hands on with everything that i do i i learn my type of personality i learn by doing things hands on getting out in the community uh talking to people finding out what's going on working with a, the county commission is a big thing you know they're 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 not the enemy you got to work with them um you're not going to get everything that you want um but you got to work within the parameters that are set for you um work doing you know the biggest thing for me is i'm law enforcement i'm not a politician i'm gonna go i'm gonna go by what's what's written in the law and it it goes for whoever is connected to a politician whoever is connected in law enforcement and that's why we're going to enforce things we're not gonna we're not gonna dismiss a case just because you know somebody or uh you think you know somebody or um that's not the way i'm gonna work and if that's what you want i mean yeah, i'm not your guy um, i'm i'm gonna be that you know uh, that guy that goes out there actually enforces what the law is and uh, be a good steward of the money that that's given to the sheriff's department
0: And I could go ahead and tell you, this is outside looking in because everybody that knows me knows I'm from Montgomery. Um, I can tell you that the citizens and the people and the young people want somebody with a good moral compass that's a man of faith, that kids come first, family comes first, that is going to put his time and effort into this department to build something and also give back to the community. Um, And with that being said, you know, how do you feel about if working with different other jurisdictions on certain things? Are, are Man, you are you for that?
1: I'm absolutely for that. I mean, it's all. I mean, working with other agencies and stuff within our within the private police department. Um, case in point, I mean, I ain't, I'm not going to get into it a whole lot. But, um, mm-hmm. I mean, I've stopped a car here recently that turned into solving felonies throughout the, you know, central Alabama and then, and the here in Otaga County, based off of just, you know, one, pulling them over, knowing what's going on in other communities, um, having that technology within that vehicle to be able to know that. You know, over in Elmore County, something's just happened, or in Montgomery, something's just happened, or Chilton County, something's just happened. And being on the lookout for, you know, that person or that vehicle, and once you stop a vehicle or see that suspicious vehicle and and being able to stop it and taking it a little bit further, and that's happened here recently, um, that you just, you got to pay attention to what's going on, the situation, And, um, it solves a lot of cases being able to talk to those other agencies. Um, and it just, sometimes it snowballs from there because it's not, if they come up to to Prattville and commit a crime, I guarantee they've done it in other jurisdictions, whether it's the sheriff's department, um, Elmore County, Millbrook, uh, Chilton County, um, montgomery i mean it it happens that's not their first rodeo
0: no and if they it's amazing mark they come and they usually get called yes i mean that goes back to being proactive
1: you you got to be proactive our guy my guys the the guys that you know I, i call my guys i call the guys the men and the women that serve up under me, I call them my guys. I mean, it's just, you just have to understand that. And I say that a lot, my guys, they, they're very proactive. I encourage them to be out there proactive. There's times when we're short-handed, and, you know, there's things that we can't be absolute proactive about, but I, I want those guys to know that I got their back when they're out there working. Um, I want I want them to go home to their families in the morning. So I want them to be safe. Um, so it's you know you got to be proactive out there, and, and good majority of our guys. Uh, one guy might be good at traffic stops or and and finding dope or finding DUIs or something like that, and then the other guy might be your guy that goes out and answers every call and takes every report. I mean, you got different personalities of guys that works on work on your shifts, and you got you got to allow them to to do their strong points while they're on shift. Amen. And and you got to look for that. You got to look for these guys, and
0: uh, that goes to good leadership.
1: Yeah, you got you got to see what motivates guys and get them the best training in that in that aspect that you can give them. You know, you got to give you got to give a guy a chance to go to say investigations or something like that. Yes. To to see if if he can do that job, he's he's interested as a as a young police officer or deputy, and thinks, oh man, I'd love to go to narcotics. Until he gets to narcotics, um, you know, you got or. He he might like doing DUIs until he has to get out there and do all that paperwork. And then he decides, yes. oh, man, I don't want to do that paperwork. So I'm not good at DUIs. But there's some guys out there that will take it, and they'll stop a car and, and find drugs all the time because they know what to look for. The guys that know how to find the DUIs, uh, you got to yep. do that. You, know? you got to allow these guys to work. And uh, that keeps them motivated in their job. It yep. helps the community. It makes, as, a, as somebody that would be over a, a department, that makes you look good that your guys are out there actually uh, stopping these cars and stopping the stuff that's going on. And it goes yep. for me. I mean, I'm 48 years old, 22 years in law enforcement. Here at the end of my career, thank goodness the good Lord has kept me safe. Uh, throughout all these years and uh, I'm still motivated to get out here and 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 work and do stuff and that's what I want to bring to the sheriff's farm I'm I, I can be that sheriff that gets out there and you know you call me up you're having a problem in your in your community and I might not have enough deputies available to be out there on the road to work but I'm going to get out there and I'll, I'll go out there and I'll see what I can do. I mean, I I'm, I'm not above getting out there and stopping a car or handling a situation that's going on in a community. Somebody somebody's having a problem with a neighbor or something. Law enforcement officer. I'm not, I'm not going to shy away from it. And um, that goes back to being vocal of what's going on in the community. Um, you talked about the community aspect of it. Um, everybody it's not only law enforcement, it's the whole community that gets out there and sees what's going on. And, they, and as a law enforcement officer and somebody that would be over department, you got to be vocal on what's going on in the community so people are aware of what's going on. So when they see something
0: happening, they can give you a call. Um, well, absolutely. I mean, that's just like having, with all the technology we have, Mark, keeping your Uh, To me, the first line of defense is a good website. Uh, Also, having um, not only open-door policy, but having your communities and community leaders and nonprofits and just your average citizen knowing that they can call you. And if they trust you, they will tell on these other people. And that's That's common sense. That that goes back to having a good moral compass, being a leader, taking your leadership and just like these young officers looking to see what their strong points are, getting them the education that they need for an opportunity to not only make you as the leader look good, but the department, the mayor, the community, and and so-and-so. You got to quit quit
1: worrying about what's going to make you look bad. Yes, like a, if an incident happens in a community or or somewhere, you gotta quit worrying about what makes you look, what could make you look bad, and and putting it out there to people instead of two or three days later that you get a little blip in a um, newspaper.
0: Or YouTube. And it's
1: and it's, uh, and it's uh, during election time, and that that crawls me to death. That you can't let everybody know the day or the night that it happens. That way that they're aware of what's going on. You don't have to give them the whole case. You can tell them that a shooting happened over here and this is what's going on. Quit ignoring it. Put it out there. Be vocal. Whether it makes you look bad or not. But the community knows your job as a law enforcement officer is to keep the community safe. And how do you do that? you be, you be out in the community, you get out of the office, uh, you don't worry about the politics side of it. You do your news conferences or your press releases to, and it'd be up to the, the press people to put it out, but you put it out and that way your people in your community, I mean, these are our people. These are, Correct. I mean, Caldwell County is my people. I live out in the county. I live out in the country. These are my people. They should know what's going on out here in the community and what we're addressing out here. And it shouldn't be just at a, election time. We shouldn't be out here busting everybody for drugs right at election time. And we shouldn't be uh, seeing what we can, you know, what community thing that we can do so I can get it in the paper um, during election time. It should be, and from day one to to whenever you get voted out of office or you decide to leave, from day one you should be out there doing it. Just like I said, you don't have to put a whole case out there. I've done yeah. plenty. Of, when I was in Narcotics, we did plenty of press releases, whether they made paper or not. But we put it out there for the community to know. Hey, this is where it's going on in this community, and, you know, and it's not just. Right here at election
0: time. I mean, you're also Mark, the the citizens and communities don't realize when you have a leadership that's doing that, that a lot of this stuff on the back end fixes itself. But when you're, when you're out and being seen, being vocal, doing press releases and being that leader, you're not only doing that for our community, making it safe and and being able to uh, protect and serve the community. You're also mentoring these younger officers and deputies and you're building a strong rapport and laying a foundation that that goes across the board as far as being the honor, integrity, uh, a law enforcement officer, pride. You put all that together because, hey, you're the leader and you're out here and you're mentoring these people You have a moral compass. You're letting the community know what's going on. You're not keeping nobody in the dark. And you're very transparent with what's going on. And communities and people need that right now because, and and I, you know, like I said, I'm outside looking in for all this. And there's a trust problem right now in America and Alabama and everywhere. It's a trust problem with everybody, not just law enforcement, just in general, because it's been a rough past couple of years and there's not a lot of things that are transparent um and the communities want to know that they want to be more involved and you can't get them involved unless you're going to be the spokesperson and you're going to jump out here and go i am ready yeah I'm, i'm here
1: beat me up i'm the i'm the one that's uh, yes. in charge beat me up i'm the ones in charge leave my guys alone i got them i'm the one that's the, the head of this department um what you say is not going to affect me um i, I you know i'm going to put it out there if a, if a deputy does absolutely wrong and i have to you know release him from the you know sheriff's department i mean I'm not going to hide the fact that, that, you know, that a deputy are, is doing wrong and and hope that it doesn't get out in, in the paper or something like that. We're all human. Um, I expect them to have morals and, you know, boundaries and how to deal with people. Um, and I expect the community, to, you know, also to treat, you know, who's up under me with, with respect also, you know, so that's, it goes back to laying that foundation get and getting out in the community, letting everybody know who you are. We're never going to be perfect all the time, but we're going we're gonna to try to be perfect as much as we can. You know, and, and it, it takes a lot to do that.
0: Uh, let me ask you a question. What do you think that the most useful applications of technology and law enforcement uh, roles are going? Do you feel like, that we're getting more advanced or we're just kind of at a stalemate with technology and using it for law enforcement?
1: Man, I tell you, uh, from the time I started 22 years ago to now, it's it's a world of difference. I mean, uh, basically when I started, it was like a almost equivalent to a CB radio inside of a car to what we have now with, uh, you know, as we progress through the years to having like a VCR camera hanging from the, from your uh, front mirror up there to these little small cameras that we got today, uh, body cameras are, are a great aspect of law enforcement. Anybody that tells you any different that, uh, it, it, it clears my guys more than it ever would ever hurt them. Um, you know it helps us as leaders and stuff to be able to discipline a guy to say hey man you need to calm down um, when you're talking to somebody like that to show a pattern of you know disrespect for the community or something like that or a problem that arises it the the body cameras in car cameras are a great thing you cannot you cannot get also get away from the gps and the computer system that's inside the car which is you know holds databases that you know connects you with other agencies shows what's going on in their agencies by sending out bolos and stuff and being able to solve crime like we we have here just recently um you know that went across all central alabama probably at the last time I looked, it was like thirteen something cases that gonna possibly be solved by just a simple traffic stop that didn't happen in the city of Prouvil. Right.
0: Um,
1: so databases, the computer inside the car, having that that computer system and utilizing that computer system with like ours with the GPS to know where these guys are at. Um, if something comes up or, or there's a problem that comes up. So you gotta utilize everything that's available out there that, you know, within reason and budget, computer system, CAD systems, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Te-
0: te- there's technology, so much out there. technology Just the technology, is technology is alone, you're right. And the advancements for law enforcement have come so far just in the past six years. And then it's funny about you bring up the GPS system. I think it's a great tool, but I've heard from a lot of younger officers that they feel like it's like big brother watching me. And the first thing I'll ask is, well, what are you doing wrong? You yeah, know, it's like pulling because- over, a,
1: you pull over a 17, 18 year old kid now for not using their turn signals. And you say, well, why didn't you use your turn signal? Because I didn't want nobody to know where I was going. Well, that's not, I mean, <laughs> that's how stupid some of the questions we I mean answers we get from people out here nowadays and these younger kids a younger generation if you're not doing wrong and you don't have you're, you're not about to do something wrong you shouldn't have no problem with what goes on inside that car but it goes back to the aspect also that you got to have good leadership that's not utilizing that tool as a way of punishing somebody Correct. I, I mean, I do utilize mine and my car for my guys each night to, one, to make sure that they're safe. Two, because, I, I mean, there's nothing more important than my guys going home um, at the end of the shift to their families. That's the most important thing. Everything else we can deal with, but I want to make sure that they go home and in one piece, you know. So yeah. the GPS is not... Something that I use to hurt these guys, but I, my guys, my officers, look at that GPS just as much as I do to see where this one officer is, so he can be on the other side of town doing, you know, patrolling around. So, they they utilize this as a tool for them also to get away from other officers, so they can be in an area that could possibly be hit and that we're not leaving any gaps open within the city. And, and that's the way it should be used in the County. You should have a GPS up there that, that you can see where, you know, this deputy is patrolling that way. You're not leaving gaps and, and people not covered within the city. I mean, it's going to, it's, here's the thing. Every shift I try to run, run around the whole city. I, I mm-hmm. try. Now, I'm not going to say that I get to because of calls or, you know, just just pure, you know, you can't go down every street, every neighborhood, but I try to hit at least every corner of this, of the city that I patrol. Just to be able to see what's going on out there, see what cars are running around. That way I make a mental note in my head. I'm not writing down people's tag numbers or anything like that, but it gets you familiar with that area and to know if something's not right
0: and, well, and, and, we, uh,
1: and that person's not supposed to be
0: there. We call that situational awareness of being aware of your surroundings and being aware of your city. That's You're right. the one controlling it. You know, and, and I got to, you know, I, I completely salute Prattville, Millbrook, Wetumpka because patrol officers still patrol to where it reminds me of a little kid when I was in Montgomery here, you would always see a police car at night riding through your neighborhood. Now, mm-hmm. the only time you really see them is when they're catching a call, you know, because times have changed to where the little municipalities, which... Millbrook, Weetumka, and Prattville are pretty big now, but you're still getting the the sense of security as a as a citizen and your neighborhood and community of seeing law enforcement ride the neighborhood still, and that's yeah, something he, to be super proud of.
1: Yeah, it is. It's it's and it's something that's been instilled of with us, and we try to train the younger guys coming up is uh, you know rolling down your window not being closed in in a car so you can have your window what's going going on in the communities you ride through uh, a neighborhood you could hear somebody scream or um you know something that's going on having your window down so you can wave at somebody so you're not enclosed they don't see you enclosed in a car all the time that's why i enjoyed so much when i was a, a traffic officer riding harley davidson's for the private police department because you were totally exposed and mm-hmm. you were out there where you were looking people in the eye everywhere you went you got to wave at kids all the time um you you know you ride through a neighborhood you're waving at people as you're riding through the neighborhood because they know that you're out there and you're keeping them safe i one of the one of the, other than being in narcotics riding a motorcycle um for the private police department working a traffic unit and especially riding a harley Davidson was probably one of the better jobs i've had so many jobs narcotics riding motorcycles uh you know being a K nine officer and uh you know i guess now as i've gotten older and and toward the end of my you know my career at the private police department and i'm not saying law enforcement all all but uh at the police department is, you know, is being a leader and mentoring these younger guys that they're coming up because they're, they're the next ones that's got to take over from me and all these other guys retiring and moving on somewhere else. Um, And if you're not doing that as a leader and you leave a department without your knowledge and what you, what, you know, you're not doing that department any, any huge favors for the next generation coming up. Um, so, you know, you, you always got to be, as a leader, figuring out what the next technology that you can bring in and, and, and help those guys out and uh, showing them the right way, how to treat people. I mean, I ain't going to lie, when I was younger and we didn't have as much, uh, you know, technology as we do now, for body cameras and and everything else i mean sometimes you got to learn how to control your mouth so you don't get in a situation out there on the road with somebody that's bigger and better than you there's always going to be somebody no matter how much you work out no matter how much you run uh, no matter how much you train there's always somebody out there bigger and better and you can pull that person over or deal with that person at that point and you want to be able to have your good communication skills and being able to talk to somebody to be able to you know calm that situation down
0: and and we need a lot more of that um let me ask you something from a biblical standpoint you feel like we're in the middle of of almost a spiritual war between good and evil that you're seeing now on a regular basis in law enforcement
1: i I think that that's you know this has been going on for uh through time and uh you know we're seeing it probably in a different aspect because of the time that we're living in. But you can read in the Bible that this is you know, these struggles, you know, these it's it's went on through throughout time. And uh we're just seeing a different aspect because of the time that we're in. And we got to we gotta navigate what we're having to deal with you know um so i mean is it worse than any time it seems worse to us um you know but you know if you went back thousands of years during jesus time and you know during those struggles those people probably seen it just as worse as we're seeing it now we just got to have our hearts right um like i said earlier um, it's it's not a skin issue, it's a sin issue. And uh, everybody's got to have their heart right and and deal with people, not only in law enforcement, but in your daily life. I'm not a perfect Christian. I'll never claim to be. I, I fail every day. But we got, to, uh, we got to do what's better for people. We got to get back to taking care of our young people. And... Uh, you know, you can't, just like you said earlier, you can't complain that uh, something happened in your community or a law enforcement officer did this or your sheriff's department if you didn't get out there and vote. Um, and that's what I encourage people to do. That's what I encourage these younger, the younger generation, the ones that's coming up 18 and, you know, and you know, at my kids' age, you know, they, they got to get out there and get registered to vote. And uh, they got to do their research first and foremost. I, I encourage people, you know, don't just vote for somebody uh, just because you heard about them or you seen a sign or something like that. Actually, get out there and read what they got. I mean, I got a Facebook page, I got a a website. Nothing I've ever I'm saying now is not what's on that website you know i'm trying to get out there put my name out there and i'm sure the other candidates are too there's a lot of good people out there that i've done my research on um you know other than the sheriff race because i still got to vote may 24th just like everybody else i'm voting for myself and i encourage you to do the same um but there's you know there's school board uh people coming up that during this election you got to do your research on those guys there's some good guys or good people in that school board you know that are running that have a good heart and and they want to change and stuff you got you got to vote for those people in order to see the change within Talga county and our schools um it goes for the da's office pick the best da that you that you do your research on who's got the qualifications to to do it um that's goes for the governor and stuff too. You can't fuss about uh, what the governor did and what that governor said and stuff without looking at the the other candidates and stuff. You might be choosing somebody that doesn't have your moral compass in the way that you want your family raised. And it goes with the sheriff's department. I mean, I mean, go to the secretary and it goes for these other races, go to the secretary's website, do your research there, see where the money's coming in and who, who you think, you know, who's giving money to these candidates and stuff like that? Um, there's, you know, look at their website, stuff that they put out there. Talk to these people. Talk to me. If you have questions, talk to me. Um, I've been here for, you know, in this, in this community for a long time. I know a lot of people. So we just got to get these people out to vote, you know, if they're wanting change. And uh, I encourage them to look at me. Um, look at you know. Ask me the the hard questions. I'm not I'm not going to shy away from the hard questions. Um, I'm going to give you the facts of what I know and uh, how to deal with it. Um,
0: it, it, it we just we got to pick the right leaders. And, and a good leader is not going to shy away from any question. And you know, as far as like good and evil, I, I think that we as adults and older adults and mentors and leaders we've got to reach our younger people and you're absolutely right they're the key to the future and we're in a strange time in american history with these elections and everything coming up that it's time for citizens to make a moral compass change within themselves their community and their heart and start getting to know who you're voting for because this is a critical time in American history. And it is just, like I said, it is time for change. It's time to better our communities, our cities, our counties, our states. And also it's very important for you to get registered to vote. That's right. Get registered the younger people have to
1: They have to, they have to that's that's what your uh, some of your your fathers, your grandfathers and great grandfathers, that's what they fought for. Um, I mean it's even like with civil rights and stuff, that's what they they fought for. And if you're not taking advantage of that, you're not you're not doing them any justice by by ignoring it that day or shying away from it or saying oh I don't like politics or something like that and then going out on well and, cut and fussing about that particular person you know it goes back to the aspect picking the right person um, especially in a sheriff's race or a governor or something like that who's going to protect your constitutional rights um, when I first I mean that that's what I put on my signs you know is you know To protect the Constitution against enemies, foreign and domestic, because I believe in that. Do you want? Do you have a leader in there right now that will protect your Second Amendment rights if the federal government comes down here and wants to enforce a red flag law on somebody? Do you uh, or try to take your guns away from you? I'm here to tell you, it it ain't going to happen under me, because uh, I, I my girls. Armed just as much as I am, because um, they love to shoot just as much as I love to shoot. I live out here in the country, you know, and you know, as long as I got the, the bullets to shoot, they, they go out and shoot all the time. So we gotta, you know, we gotta teach our girls
0: um, yes. stand up for themselves too. I mean, I, and I got we're just got living in those girls. times yes
1: we live in them times we gotta you know we can't expect you know the little guy playing on uh playing these video games to protect our daughters i'm raising daughters and i'm not trying to raise uh little mean girls or anything like that but they're not going to be a victim and that's if, if you try to victimize them you're gonna you're gonna um you gonna get the short end of the stick some way or another, and that's what I try to teach my girls, and, and the women, is that uh, you got to be just as strong. You got to pay attention to your surroundings and protect yourself while you're out here, because um, you don't want to be a victim. And,
0: and one thing I want to bring up about how you are so pro Second Amendment with the uh, you know the signage and advertisement. Website and everything that you've done on your platform, uh, with standing up for our Constitution, because that—that's what—that's peace officers. You're standing up for the Constitution of the United States. You're protecting and serving. You're, you know, you're giving back to our community. Um, what I've noticed, and I, and I made a big deal out of it a couple of weeks ago. I've noticed with these politicians that run for office. They shy away from any any type of government amendments, uh, anything that's not, uh, like, taboo. Here's the thing. I've only seen one governor's candidate. or no, I'm sorry. I think she's uh, running for Congress here or something. That's mentioned the border, drugs, and human trafficking. A lot of people will not talk about that politically. A lot of people shy away from the gun talk a lot of people shy away from crime. How can you be any elected official if you're gonna shy away from the biggest problems in the United States of America right now, especially with narcotics, uh, the problems that we have with our juvenile system, uh, trafficking, prostitution, gangs. um, You know, how can somebody in any type of leadership want to shy away from those hard questions. And it's just like you said earlier, Mark, you're not going to shy away from them.
1: No, it's, it goes back to morals and and your family values. Um, I mean, even as, as a police officer, I, I swore an oath. I put my hand up. I put my, you know, I, I swore an oath to the constitution. I did that in the military. I believe wholeheartedly about that. Any aspect to take away your rights constitutionally um i think that's that's uh, what would they say fighting words or something like that i mean you gotta have you gotta have the moral compass say i stand up for this and you can't do it half-heartedly okay if if you're a sheriff you you can't take money from law abiding citizens to order to carry a pistol concealed and call yourself a constitutional uh, sheriff or anything like that now I understand what the law is okay I totally I, I follow the law I believe in the law I've asked people for their for their uh, pistol permits and stuff when I find find it because that's a law that's man-made law that's you know that's what we're you know that's what we have to deal with Morally, is that the right thing to do? That that you that you believe in. If you believe in the Constitution, you've been in the military, you take an oath as a law enforcement officer to defend people's rights. You shouldn't be looking for every aspect to keep them from carrying or owning or uh, you know their right, um, but looking for a way that you can do it legally for them people too. Uh, people that are convicted felons and stuff like that obviously they uh they're not gonna get a pistol permit they're not gonna ask for a pistol permit um so i mean you're 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 gonna punish somebody or make them pay for something that you know that they should believe in i mean man you should be jumping up and down when when something like that comes up these red flag laws that these democrats want to Enforce, or, or uh, gun bans, or you know whatever they do, you just you should be stomping your feet in and in, uh, electing officials that that that's going to stand up for your rights. And uh, that's what I plan on doing. I mean, and, I, th- and I we think need
0: I, more
1: of Yeah, I think that you know I've tried to hold that as a law enforcement officer, protecting people's rights. I mean. Somebody might be mad that somebody said something, but that's their constitutional right, you know, to be able to say what they want to, you
0: know? That's right.
1: I mean, I I get cussed out all
0: the time. I get cussed out.
1: I get fussed out as long as they're not causing a a disturbance uh, in public or something like that, and they're not violating the law as far as that aspect of it. You can call me whatever you want to.
0: I mean, it, and that's given there the freedom of speech. But if if you're a law enforcement officer and that bothers you, probably not the career you need to be in. No. Um, you know, you take everything with you know. Uh, one, why are they so mad? What can I do to better their situation?
1: Uh, exactly do the I need to, I like
0: to listen it. more? Yes, absolutely. Because they're complaining and barking and raising hell because they have something to say. And I think a lot of people, and this is, you know, like I said, you can use this in any aspect of human life. People need to listen a little bit more and work together. And these problems that people are having, even in the law enforcement community can fix themselves and fix the communities with just being able to communicate together. And it kills right. me. It really kills me that we can't get a lot of this stuff fixed um because we're we don't have the communication skills and if you won't change not only do you need to get out and vote you need to register to vote but but you have to be able to listen to everybody and that's something that i bitch about a lot in montgomery we're not able to have these sit down conversations and get uncomfortable or bring up topics that are uncomfortable and us try to fix them you know and, and it's betters, Not only it better's yourself; it better's whether it's uh, from the city aspect, a community, uh, nonprofit, you know, whatever.
1: Yeah, I mean, if your morals are right, and you know that you treat everybody fair, and you you work and strive toward that on every call that you go on and dealing with people every day, you know the people that want to call you racist and want to treat you bad or, or call you names and stuff like that, um, it really doesn't mean anything. I mean, no. you just you just drive on and move on to the next thing. Now, does it does it weigh on you? Yes, it weighs on you. And you always mm-hmm. think, how could I handle that situation a little bit different? But I tell you, I mean, I, in my 22 years of law enforcement, and this is this is when i knew that i was doing the right thing um guys that i sent to prison and chased around doing narcotics work and they were drug dealers and stuff um morally um i treated those guys as fair and as best as i could but there was a law that that they broke and they understood that and you know this is what this is what Really showed that I was doing the right thing by running for sheriff. Is that I had two or three of those guys that I arrested, I put in prison, that they understood what I was doing and I understood what they were doing. And I had a job, they understood I had a job to do. They were the first ones to give me a call and say, Hey, man, I've got you back. I've got you back. And uh, I'm going to put it out there to everybody I know because I know you. And uh, it wasn't the politician that called me up. Um, now, I had friends and relatives call me up. But, you know, on the outside of that, those were the some of the first guys. And I said, and, and there was two or three of them, and I still talk to them today. They were they were the first ones to call me up because they still have my number. And, and I hadn't talked to them in years, and they'd probably been out of prison for a little while or something like that. They were the first ones to call me and I said, Man, you know what? You know, I, I'm doing the right thing. That that means a lot to me as a law enforcement officer to know that that somebody that I never treated bad, but I had a job to do were the first ones to call me and say, Hey Mark, we got you back. We know that you
0: know that. that. They know the, that.
1: They know that that if their family or their friends get into a situation, and I'm the one in charge, and I'm the one that's that that has that string to be able to to do what's right. That I'm going to do what's right, whether it's to send you to prison if you if you have to, or what you know. You got to be able to morally be able to. Uh, and man, that meant that meant so much to me. Um, I, I, I kind of get emotional talking about it because. That's what every law enforcement officer should strive to do.
0: Absolutely. Well, Mark, that goes to great communication skills, leadership, being fair but firm, uh, knowing, you know, just like this. They know they made I'm the sorry mistake. About that. They I know. A
1: phone call coming in.
0: Oh, it's okay. Knowing that they made a mistake. And, you know, they do know that they, they made a mistake. You have a job to do. But yeah. I'll tell you something funny. Those guys and and girls and people that come out and support you from that aspect of you being fair but firm and doing your job, they're the ones that are going to clean up the communities because they're the ones that are going to get out here to these younger kids and mentor them going, hey, prison's not what you want to do. There's a new regime coming in, new sheriff. He's not going to play that, and they'll start. It's a trickle effect. I wish Montgomery would do it.
1: He's not going to he's not going to put one guy in prison and let the other guy go just because of who he knew. Correct. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's what you're supposed to do. Um, and that's why you're supposed to, that's why you should do your job. And and man, you know, I, I'm not a perfect person, but that, that, that meant so much to me with them guys. And I still talk to them today. Um, and, and I hope they're – I know they're out there, you know, putting the word out for me and, and to get me in there because um, they know I'm going to do the right thing. And that that blew my mind. It got we call that mind. integrity. Yeah, it's integrity. It's, exactly it's integrity.
0: Right. Everybody it, – it's a job. You're doing your job. You're upholding the law. And, yes, will you arrest bad guys? yes. It, it, do people make yeah. mistakes? Well, yeah.
1: Will I, will I enforce the law? Absolutely. Yeah. Will, will I, will I determine? You know what charge I put on you based on who you know, or, or you're related to me, or something like that? Absolutely not. I mean, <laughs> if you do the wrong thing, you should suffer uh, suffer the consequences. The consequences. That goes for me myself. Uh, even as a law enforcement officer, if I do the wrong thing, I should I should be held accountable the same as uh, you know anybody else out here in the community and stuff too.
0: Well, um, look at the sheriff to, in Florida. The sheriff in Florida just arrested his daughter on narcotics on a meth uh, dealing, and he my, put her my, right on in jail too.
1: Don't don't think that uh, <laughs> that since Mark Harrell goes to church and 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 I. And I strongly, my convictions are, as a Christian, that uh, my family is perfect, okay? Don't don't say that. I mean, uh, every family has been touched by drugs, um, yeah. alcohol. Um, so I'm not running because I'm a perfect person. Um, I'm running because I morally think that I could do what's right for Tauga County. And, and and I'm not and I'm not I'm not your sheriff. If you're thinking that um, if you let me that I'm gonna stay around here until I die in that chair, no sir, I'm not. Um, <laughs> I got grandkids, I got kids. I missed out a lot of stuff throughout my years in law enforcement. I, I eventually one day, um, if I'm ele- if I'm blessed to be elected, um, I, throughout my time, I want to train these deputies and stuff to look at maybe, Hey, I might have the leadership to bring this to the next level further than what Mark can do. You got to, you got to be looking at your next leader to come in here and uh, it's, it's an evolution of a process and stuff. I mean, you can only do so much with, I can only do so much, with my knowledge and 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 take the tall county sheriff's department so far and then i've got to move out of the way for a younger generation to come up and take it to the next level but if you train those guys right and you give them the same moral compass you know that that place is left in good hands and uh, you shouldn't have no worries about the way you're leaving it because you don't own that place. You're just, you're just there for a the time being. It's just like being here on earth. We're only here for a short time. You got to, you got to move on and let somebody else take over. And I got grandkids, I got grandkids starting to get grandkids. I want to leave them a, a safe and secure Tauka County. I want to leave my kids a safe and secure Tauka County because um is not going to be here forever.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, well, Mark, we're, close this out. Uh, I'm hoping that we can do another show before the election. We, and, will. we will. And also, uh, close us out. T- tell the listeners anything else you'd like. And also, hopefully, that we'll we'll answer some questions next time from the listeners and uh, people that send them in. Yeah, um,
1: if you, uh, you want to give them.
0: i'll i'll add the uh facebook page uh through the show when when we put it out and you can just click on it and it goes straight to the facebook page and the website
1: okay and uh if they want to you know send you some questions or something you know or send me um i'd be more than happy to to answer those questions to the you know best of my knowledge and stuff uh about what's going on but you know I, I just want to close it out by saying please vote for me may 24 2022 get your families involved let them know about me um I, i'm an open book I, I have nothing to hide um I have nothing i'm keeping from you um as a citizen um i look forward to trying to serve and continue serving at County. county will uh people, the city, the people I deal with in the city that live there in the city are some of the greatest people. I, I encourage those people, you know, if they if they like what they see and, you know, out of the private police department and the way we do stuff there and. Uh, understand that, you know, a county, the ones that live out in the county deserve the same kind of protection they get from the city of Prattville and that's that's what I want to bring to them out in the county. Um, you know, somebody living in the city doesn't see the, you know, the deputies as much as they see the city police officers. Um, obviously they don't, you know, the, they didn't never hear any bad things about me during that, you know, my 22 years of service. So please for the citizens, please get out there and vote, vote for, uh, for for your county, for the people out in the county and you know their safety and security and you know their their families and that's that's what i want bring to to uh to a talk county and uh I appreciate anybody considering me to vote um and then just like I said the last time you know isaiah six eight here I am send me I, I don't take that lightly please send me to the tall County Sheriff's department so I can do get that place straightened up and, and do what's right for the tall County citizens.
0: Amen. brother. I appreciate you. I appreciate you.
1: Um, You're doing, you know, God's work and I appreciate you giving me a platform so I can get out there and and, uh, people can hear me and uh, see, see y'all at city fest. See y'all at uh, the forum. If you're able to come, please stop by and, you know, and talk to me. And if you got any questions, please answer, the, please ask me those questions.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Mark. And we will talk to you soon. Yeah, we'll try to do this again. Yes, sir. Show. Yes, right, sir. Have a good one, all David. All yeah, right, uh, you too.
1: Vote Mark Harrell, May 24th, 2022.